0: Okay uh, yeah all right so
1: um first off welcome thank you uh number two is is that uh it's not a good idea or let us say the process of our relationship will change from teacher student into friend and friend okay that that is not uh, a one-up, one-down situation which we find so commonly in the West mm-hmm. uh, of, of a hierarchy uh, mm-hmm. that it, it winds up being uh, an issue of respect but Achan Po, for instance, I, <clears throat> I have, hold him in high regard as mm-hmm. a friend Okay. but at one All time, right. he was also a marvelous teacher Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, so um, that's the kind of relationship that we have will be uh, as a friendly relationship, and that one of the things that uh, is is kind of important with this that I can start off with and then fill in the blanks and the holes and the details later. Mm-hmm. is there was a sutta when Ananda went to the Buddha and asked him a question. And the name mm-hmm. of this sutta, by the way, is HALF. Okay. H-A-L-F, HALF sutta. That's the name of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Ananda asked the question, I hear that friendship is half the Dhamma. Half mm-hmm. the teachings of the Buddha is uh, mm-hmm. friendship. Yeah, and and the Buddha's answer to that was oh no, it's the whole of it it's the whole thing, that's all Mm -hmm. there is to it Mm -hmm. how can we become friends with all the things that we hate about ourselves and the outside world and everyone Mm -hmm. around us how can we come out of competition into uh a security and a happiness where we can be friendly with everything. Mm-hmm. That's the entire teachings of the Buddha. Okay. All right. Another way of saying the entire teachings of the Buddha, in fact this is the way that the Buddha also said it, was that he said, both formally and now I teach only one thing, and that is dukkha, dukkha Narodha.
2: Okay.
1: now the word dukkha here is okay. often um translated as um dissatisfaction but we can also mm-hmm. use the connotation of the word danger mm-hmm. a- in the sense that it's either going to be directly dissatisfying or it will place us in danger of being dissatisfied mm-hmm. and then dukkha naroda dukkha naroda means to finish off with the dukkha or to turn aside or to step out of the way uh, or uh, uh, in the sense of playing the game whack-a-mole that, that mole comes up and we whack it
2: yeah okay. Uh,
1: okay Okay. a lot of people misunderstand this because they misunderstand mm-hmm. Buddhism to, or meditation to be contemplation and or struggling, or going deep, or any of okay. those kind of things. Okay. Where this is not what we're practicing. The Eightfold Noble Path is built around this one phrase of Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda. In fact, you can see that we begin to unpack this one statement of Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we come up with the Four Noble Truths immediately. hmm Okay. That This is dangerous, or this is dukkha. This is unsatisfying, okay? This is the cause of it, and basically the cause of it, which is a major part of one's own investigation, is to recognize that all suffering, all dissatisfaction, all of our dangers come within Mm -hmm. our own mind. Mm -hmm. They don't come from the outside. Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly, okay.
1: All right. Okay. I agree. And, I agree. And yet, this is how our society is is all fixed up. In all mm-hmm. the various politics, all of them have to say is we can make the world a better place.
2: Yeah. Precisely. Right?
1: Okay. That's what everybody is out there trying to do is make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Sort of making the world a better place can be seen something like um trying to get a truck or a, a horse cart out of the ditch or out of a, a gully. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knows that we gotta get the uh the horse cart out of the gully. And everybody wants to help. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough room on that horse cart for everybody to push on. So all we can wind up doing is getting a hand. So now you have thousands of hands all over that horse cart. Everybody's pushing to get that horse cart out of the ditch. What happens to the horse cart? Mm. It gets crushed.
2: Oh, all right. Yes, exactly.
1: Everybody's pushing really hard in whatever direction they think it ought to be pushed.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: All right. That's the world. Precisely. Okay. Only when you get your own mind straightened out, you can figure out that, wait a minute. Look at all those hands already on that cart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe I shouldn't go and add my hand, too. Maybe I should Precisely. take a hike. I can walk away from this mess. hmm Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so that in, in respect then is Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda. We see the Dukkha and we kind of walk away from it. We can see the danger and we plan our escape. Mm-hmm. This is an, also a way of saying the entire teachings of the Buddha. Is that we already see the gratification uh, the gratification. But now we're going to see the dukkha, we're going to see the danger in this, we're going to see how the danger come, arises and how it is painful, and mm-hmm. we're going to get out of it, mm-hmm. to walk away. That yeah. walking away is in fact now the third noble truth of what is it like in this moment to be free, free from dissatisfaction, that this moment is satisfying, this moment's a good moment, a nice moment. But one of the qualities that you'll find over and over again that's been drilled into you since childhood is the concept of time. Yes, precisely. Almost as if time is valuable. Mm -hmm. Time is money. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the time and the time passes by.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Within that context. Once we start off in the wrong direction of failure, we're going just to continue in time in that direction. Mm-hmm. There's a major change to be made. And that major change then is to recognize that this present moment, above all other things, is not dangerous. To mm-hmm. so where the past and the future are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so when we recognize that this present moment is not dangerous, then we can really understand Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda. Because most people think of Dukkha as been around a long time and Mm that Dukkha Naroda will come someday. Mm -hmm. And so they practice meditation this way dukkha 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 i'm looking at dukkha i'm going deep into the dukkha i'm getting insight from the dukkha wow do i really understand this dukkha 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 more dukkha and now Mm -hmm. i'm an expert at meditation i can really see the dukkha right oh Mm -hmm. no because they haven't seen the release they haven't seen it yet no is in fact you could go so far as to say as soon as one sees the the dissatisfaction as soon as one sees the dukkha just as soon as we see the danger, that's the time to pop right out of it. So, yeah.
2: Hmm. And how would you do
1: that? Well, if you actually are impacted to see that that's dangerous, it would be something like somebody hands you a hot rock or a hot potato. And as soon as you recognize it as hot, what do you do? Release it. Right. You let go. Mm-hmm. You don't cling to it anymore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: This is what clinging is all about, is clinging is because we cling to things that are hot. They're dangerous. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that danger. Once we see the danger in it, then we can release it easily. Mm -hmm. This is what the Four Noble Truths is really all about. The easier it is for you to recognize danger as danger, to see dissatisfaction as dissatisfaction, that's uh, an easy way then for you to say I don't want nothing to do with that. That's great. OK, OK. OK, and then what do you can do? You can relax.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Okay. I'm not in danger anymore. I relax, OK? Mm -hmm. That, in fact, this kind of relaxation that I'm talking about has poly-backing, idiopata, Mm -hmm. and we'll go into what idiopata means at another time, but I'll give you the actual definitions in the poly-dictionary now. Success, comfort, Mm -hmm. security, safety, Mm -hmm. and above all else, the first big item on the list is wealth. This is the way that we look at it is is that when we can throw uh, unsatisfying things out of the mind and become satisfied, then Mm -hmm. satisfaction is contented, is relaxed, it is free from uh, doubt, free from worry, free from uh, feelings of fear, nothing to be Mm -hmm. afraid of. So we feel secure mm-hmm. and safe and comfortable and uh, satisfied. Okay, Great. get it. Great. That's what mm-hmm. we're looking for, and that this is in fact uh, a jhana factor, mm-hmm. which you probably heard of.
0: Have a jhana factor.
1: Yeah, have you no. ever heard of the word jhana? No. All right. I'm glad to hear that Okay, because most of the people who hear about jhana, have a whole lot of undoing to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, and, and one of the reasons why there's a lot of undoing to do is because they put these jhanas way out of reach. They think that they're so high and so special mm-hmm. where, in fact, these are ordinary states of mind that we can be in but we're most of the time not in. Mm-hmm. Okay. An example of first jhana, that let us say an example of something that's very, very close to first jhana is when you're able to read an article that you really like, you're really interested in, and you get out of it every word sentence by sentence, word by word, paragraph by paragraph, and they call that kind of book then uh, that you can't put it down. Mm -hmm. You become absorbed in it. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's almost first genre right there, because most of the time when you're reading, you will read something, a paragraph or a sentence or two, have a thought about it, and then you start thinking about what you're reading, and the next thing you know, your eyes are going along the page, and you're not following what's on that page at all. You're thinking mm-hmm. about something else.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's happened to me.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not first jhana. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. So now that we understand that this is something that you can do, mm-hmm. an example then of second jhana. Would be if you were primitive, with a spear out on the hunt, and you saw a boar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna chase that boar. You're gonna watch that boar. You're not gonna let that boar out of your sight, no matter where that boar goes. You're gonna his tail, and you're hopping mm-hmm. through over the wood, through the, under the tree trunk that's half fallen, and, and you're uh, through the briars, through the brambles, and you're hot on the trail of that pig, and you're not going to let him out of your sight.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's second
1: John. okay? Okay. Uh, okay, Another example would be that, um, uh, that you're in a Formula One race, and here you are tooling around this track that you checked out every minute of it, for the, uh, walked that track over and over again before the race. So now you're tooling down that track and you're watching what's going on and you're highly alert so that you can do that turn and do that turn and get it exactly right because your only alternative is you're dead mm-hmm. or you're in last sure. place. Yeah. Okay. So that's another example of second John. Generally, what they call this in sports is they call it the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boxers who get into that state or martial Mm -hmm. artists who get into that state, they can see everything that's happening while it's happening halfway before it happens. Mm -hmm. They're very right on it. But if one of those boxers starts thinking about the argument he had with Aunt Susie, he's going to get punched in the face.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's going to go downhill from there. <laughs> oh, I, I, heard, I know about that. All right. So Good. now we're understanding that what we're talking about here in the practice of Anapanasati is, is that life comes at us dangerous. Mm-hmm. And if we get sidetracked, we're going to get punched in the nose. Mm-hmm. And that getting punched in the nose, we call it dangerous. We call it dukkha.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're beginning to understand that what the Buddha is teaching is something that's very practical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It's not magic. It's not religious. Mm-hmm. That in fact, what we recognize is is that most of religion is just magical thinking and we've got to come out of magical thinking. Exactly, exactly. Got to come out because why? Because magical thinking is dangerous.
2: Yes, wishful thinking is dangerous. And like, oh, if I just, if I just like, uh, I don't know, for example, I live in a Catholic country, right? And then like, mm -hmm. oh, if I just pray. And then, like, it's, oh, I, well, I wish that it'll happen, then it will happen. But then, if it doesn't, then it's okay. Like, it should be that it's okay. But, you know, but they don't get but, it. But it's
1: not okay. It was yeah. not okay that it didn't happen because it was important enough to you that you prayed over it in the first place. Sorry, yes, yes, okay. exactly. If, mm-hmm. it, if, it, if that disappointment that we feel because it didn't happen actually was a neutral feeling, then it would have been neutral right along and we wouldn't have bothered to pray exactly mm-hmm. okay but they try to gloss over the failures of, of the magical thinking mm-hmm. but science have proven pretty well that prayer don't work too well absolutely but in Buddhist terms you know what prayer is what you called it wishful thinking another mm-hmm. way of saying it is wanting things we don't have mm-hmm uh-huh. Oh, warning things we don't have. The Buddha refers to that, in fact, in the classical definition of dukkha. It's in three groups. One is the heavy-duty, hardcore stuff, old age, sickness, and death. All three of those are going to happen to you. The question I ask you in advance is, are you going to be ready for that? Because <laughs> it's going to happen. The next one is the, uh, the, the way that we respond to those things is with uh, lamentation, despair, freaking out, uh, uh, having a pity party, uh, uh, having a funeral, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Lamentation and despair, unfortunately, yeah. are really old words, but now you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. But then the third kind of dukkha are actually on three on the list is actually where this stuff is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that is wanting things we don't have and putting up with things we don't want to put up with, the things that are difficult to endure. Exactly. All right. And number uh, three on that list is also that we do not know the proper way to escape from it.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: That's ignorance. Okay, so in the second uh, noble truth, greed, ill will and ignorance. That's it. Wanting things we don't have having mm-hmm. to put up with things we don't want to put up with, and ignorance about how to get up, get out of that trap mm-hmm. so that we are not in a state of wanting things we don't have. Generally, what happens is, is that it's uh, because of the nature of the mind, we get into habits. We pile on. We do it over and over and over again the same way. So if someone is in the habit of wanting, already mm-hmm. in the habit of wanting, then the habit of wanting goes look for an object that he wants. And if he gets yeah. that object, yeah. then the wanting just mm. continues on. And then it will never be enough. Exactly, Never enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever enough when we're in that mm-hmm. mode of thinking. Mm-hmm. So much of what we need to practice in in our uh, of the Buddha Dhamma, and I'll also introduce at this time the word Anapanasati. But the okay. object of it is coming to a state of satisfaction in this moment and start to practice being OK right now to mm-hmm. be in a state that I don't want anything right now. Precisely. And, yet, and yet a lot of people, when they practice meditation, why? You ask them, why do they meditate? They want something. Precisely.
0: OK, they okay. want
1: something and that's why they're meditating. Some of them, they want enlightenment or they want to be a meditation teacher because it thinks that meditation teachers are cool. OK, so I'm going to sit around and and be still and look nice until somebody says I'm a meditation teacher. And then I got dog, dog. <laughs> there's a lot of different motivations for people. The question, though, is how can we practice correctly? is because we understand that all of the other ways of practicing meditation is generally not because there's so many varieties of teachers Mm -hmm. but because there's varieties of motivations for doing practice and of meditation and when we're practicing correctly Mm -hmm. then there's very few ways to practice meditation Mm -hmm. But there's a whole right. lot of ways to do it wrong. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And an example of that is, how old are you? Not Sorry, 21. Okay. Now, uh, is that the truth? Yes. Okay. All right. So next time I ask you, tell me a lie. Okay. How old are you? 23. How old are you? 25. How old are you? 31. How old are you? 40. You see, there's no end to a lie. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no end to it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is highly confined. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, the the rigors of what is the truth is because it conforms with the facts. Mm-hmm. that are demonstrable and repeatable. In that regard, the teaching of the Buddha is very scientific and not magical at all. Mm-hmm. So, basically, what we need to practice in is coming out of the, the states of mind that are unsatisfying, unsatisfactory, and come into a state of mind that is satisfying and satisfactory. hmm All right. Now, by doing that, the first thing that we can talk on in that regard is these are the hindrances that are the parts that are unsatisfactory. The (laughs) mind has hindrances. And what are hindrances? The things that will hinder or prevent you from being in top-notch shape. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the momentary burdens of the mind. Mm -hmm. Whatever the mind is heavy into right now is preventing you from being happy and joyful, free, like a butterfly. Relax, okay? This is the state that we're shooting for, and the first thing that we have to do is to get out of our heavy, the heavy-mindedness, okay? Wanting things that we don't have isn't, in fact, not only the, uh, the first item on the second noble truth, But it's also one of the hindrances. And so Mm -hmm. we see that if I go into the meditation and say, oh, I must practice many, many hours in order to get enlightened, then I'm wanting something I don't have. And so I'm at a state of loss right then and there. Mm -hmm. If I go into the meditation hall with the idea, wow, this is nice.
2: Yes. And you can only gain... You cannot lose
1: hmm mm-hmm. we're not in a state of deprivation in fact we're in and capable of enjoying it you mm-hmm. did put a point in there that i will say and that is is that first off the word anapanasati means mindfulness of breathing and we'll mm-hmm. talk a bit about it but what mm-hmm. you were mentioning about there's more is is that every step of anapanasati is actually mentioned as a skill to be developed. The word train, in fact, is the uh, verb for every one of them. Thus, he trains oneself. Mm-hmm. All right. And that one of the trainings that we have is the training of sukha, the training of satisfaction, the training okay. of being content in this moment. Mm hmm. And how mm-hmm. we do that is by throwing out whatever mind state that we were in that was unsatisfactory and come into a state of feeling content. Relax. That's the word. That's the first word that you use. And so now mm-hmm. I'm packing all of this word relaxed into a nice, neat little bundle. Cause mm-hmm. really relaxed. You've got to be content. If yes. you're ill okay. content, you can't be relaxed if you're mm-hmm. in danger you can't be relaxed mm-hmm. if you're not if you're dissatisfied you can't be relaxed mm-hmm. but when you are relaxed then you're secure you're safe you're comfortable and you're satisfied Absolutely. And so this, Absolutely. all of those things packaged together is in, mm-hmm. in the word uh in the pali is the word sukha. Now guess what? The word sukha in Pali is the opposite of the word dukkha. Surprise! Not only is it in Pali that way, but it's also in the Thai language, duke and suk. But okay. I've recently in the past year found out that also in the Gujarati language, which is a holdover from the old days, it's duki and suki. Mm-hmm. All right, so pretty well sure that the word "suka." is actually opposite of the word dukkha, we can in fact, instead of saying dukkha, dukkha neroda, we could have said dukkha sukha. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So this is something that needs to be developed, but we Mm -hmm. cannot develop it if we don't have it to develop. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're dissatisfied, recognize that because you've got to get yourself back into a state of satisfaction so you can develop this state of satisfaction. Because it gets really nice. (laughs) Nice. It's really satisfying satisfying when you're practicing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in order to do this, we're actually practicing not only Anapanasati, but we're practicing the Eightfold Noble Path also. Mm -hmm. What is the Eightfold Noble Path? Well, let's look at it from the sense of the starter is one's right view. And in this case, we're talking about the mind is better off to be in a wholesome state than it is to be in an unwholesome state. That's one's right view. And that's a pretty good right view to start with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And eventually we get with right view to the point that we don't hold any particular viewpoint because mm-hmm. there's dangers in holding any particular viewpoint. And so we don't hold a particular viewpoint. We kind of visit them around. Mm-hmm. Or sort of like uh, living with a wide-angle lens or a fisheye lens rather than a telescopic lens. Yeah. Okay, that we want to open up rather than close down. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that meditation has to do with closing down. They use the word concentration. Yeah. We're not practicing concentration. We're practicing collecting together. Mm Mm-hmm. Concentration is, in fact, taking something that's already collected together and throw half of it out so you can make it easier to transport. But Mm -hmm. nobody drinks frozen concentrated orange juice by itself. We always put the water back in. Mm -hmm. We want to make it whole and complete, not concentrate. Okay, so Anapanasati is, in fact, gathering together the factors that we need. And that um, in order to gather these factors together, we have to remember that that's what we're doing. That's where right noble Sati comes in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that we translate it as the word mindfulness, but that kind of waters it down. This is much more the quality of wake up, look at what's going on, pay Mm -hmm. attention to what's happening here. Okay, mm-hmm. that pay attention to what's happening here is in what we would call, refer to as an investigation to check mm-hmm. out what the mind is doing now in the teachings of the Buddha one of the things that happened to him while he was under the bow tree that famous six week episode he put all of this stuff together including Petitja Samapada and the rest of the teachings but there was a key that helped him to bring all of this stuff together that I'm going to tell you now you probably heard the expression, and that is, aha, I see you, Mara. Okay, what does that mean? It means that we're taking a look, we've investigated the mind, and we found something there that is unwholesome. ta there you are, Dukkha, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so yes. that's an unwholesome thought. We're going to throw that out. It's a hindrance because it hinders us from feeling really good. Yes. So it's like holding a hot potato or a hot rock. When you recognize mm-hmm. that that thing is hot, you drop it. Sometimes you drop it with force. You flick it off. You turn loose of it. You let mm-hmm. it go almost mm-hmm. forcefully. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing with that. Aha. I see you, Myra, is that we're intentionally throwing that out. If mm-hmm. then we can feel relief. Ah, I'm glad I don't have to think about that fight I had with Aunt Susie. Mhm. Okay, I don't have to think about the world anymore, not right now. Right now I can be happy and comfortable and sabai. Mm-hmm. That's a Thai word. Yeah, then that's what we're talking about. The word in Thai is uh sabai, but also sukha is uh mm-hmm. uh in the in the Thai language also. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sabai, sabai means relaxed, comfortable, easy. So this is what we're looking for, is to get the mind into a relaxed, comfortable, easy state. Mm -hmm. And then the mind will spin up again and come right back out of it. So in order for us to keep doing this, takes some effort. That's Mm -hmm. another aspect of the Eightfold Noble Path, is Mm -hmm. one slight effort. We have to keep taking the effort to keep coming back and coming back and coming back over and over every time that we catch the mind wandering away well in the beginning we're going to use the breathing um, as the first kind of anchor we're going to continue using the breath but here the breath is not going to be a gentle easy or ordinary way of breathing we're actually going to breathe a long deep in breath take a really good one (sighs) and so by doing that it's long and slow and you begin to slow down the breath but we don't make it shallow we make mm-hmm. it deep breathing exactly the reason that we do deep breathing is because we want a cleansing purifying breath that also oxygenates the body and gets the brain going make it fit for work mm-hmm if you're out there on that racetrack, on the Formula One racing, or if you're chasing that pig through the, uh, the through the jungle, you don't want to be half asleep. You want to mm-hmm. be breathing. You want to be mm-hmm. up. You want to be there. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm. This yeah. is
1: why Anapanasati is, in fact, the way that it is. A lot of people say, oh, just watch the breath. But really, if you just watch an ordinary breath, then the mind will not get grabbed to it, and mm-hmm. it'll easy wander away. But when Mm -hmm. you're actively making sure that the breathing is long and deep, then you have a little bit of sati on the in-breath to make sure that this is a long in-breath and a little bit of sati on the Mm out-breath. So we're developing this sati to remember, to remember, to remember. A little bit slower than that. It's every three or four seconds, but you want to do it... uh, Oh, I would say about five on the in-breath and five on the out-breath and two between the out and the in-breath. That would be a good rhythm sure. to get started with. But don't okay. get rigidly locked to it. Rather, have that kind of idea of slowing the breath down and taking deep breaths so that they feel good and comfortable. That's what we're looking for is a good, easy, comfortable um. Uh, Breath that's doing its job of getting the body oxygenated.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, that's part of one's right effort. The other part of one's right effort is to keep coming back to "Aha, I see you, Myra," and throwing it out. And then what we call gladdening the mind. Gladdening the mind is actually point number ten in Anupanasati, but in our our process, it comes quite early. Mm -hmm. First we wake up Then we investigate Then we sweeten the thing We sweeten it first with the mind By saying wow this is so nice Or like I said wow I'm so glad I don't have to think about Aunt Susie anymore Or Mm -hmm. this moment is good This Mm -hmm. is the kind of thoughts That we want to have That will lead us into that state Of feeling comfortable Feeling secure Feeling relaxed Mm -hmm. And now the question is, can you maintain that state? The Mm -hmm. answer is, so long as you keep the mind wholesome with wholesome thoughts, you can. But as soon as unwholesome thoughts come back in or hindrances arise, we're going to pull us back out of that state. Okay. Mm -hmm. This state that I'm referring to now is the same state that I was talking about at being able to read a book. You're focused. You're sharp. You're not letting the stuff on the outside come in. We're keeping track of what's going on right here, right now. Mm-hmm. In, in, in effect, what you're doing is you're beginning to be here now so that you can read this present moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: That we can read what's going on and that when things come into the mind that are distracting, we can throw those back out. So there's two kinds of trainings that we're going to go through. One is the training of getting the mind into this state. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is to be able to maintain this state. Mm And we maintain it by constantly keeping wholesome thoughts. In the mind. All Mm -hmm. right. So now we've only covered three of the Eightfold Noble Path. So now let's add a fourth one. The fourth one now is right attitude. Because we are trained from childhood to have the attitude of a child, to have the attitude of needing to be taken care of, an attitude that requires a religion or a God or a Jesus or a government or a mommy or a daddy Mm -hmm. or somebody to take care of me because I can't do it myself. Exactly, exactly. But here we're practicing just the opposite of that. I don't need anything on the outside that's not to cause of my trouble anyway. I can do this all by myself. I can do this. That's now a new attitude. The mm-hmm. can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. We can do this. We can clean the mind out. We can, in fact, get to, uh, bring up happiness. We can do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is actually what the what is referred to as the lion. The Buddha was known as a lion. What is that quality of a lion? Do this. I can do it. Many mm-hmm. different expressions. One of them that is co-funny cool is "hold my beer." <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I that means that I've way. got
1: some work to do, and I'm going to go.
0: Down.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So in that regard, this is what we need, then, is that, that next item on the list is right attitude. Mm-hmm. So we have right view. Let's get to mind in a wholesome state. Mm-hmm. Right shati, Let's wake up and look at what's going on, which is also um, <laughs> wake up and look at what's going on. Take the right and be able to see what is wholesome and what is not wholesome. Mm-hmm. And then, once we see what is wholesome, or what we're doing is not wholesome, to take the effort to change what's in the mind. To take a deep breath and say, oh, I'm glad I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to think about going to town. I don't have to think about going to the bank. Right now, I can just sit and enjoy my moment. Mm -hmm. And So we get to the point of no place to go and nothing to do. And the spring comes, and the grass grows by itself. This is what that quality of satisfaction. If you're completely satisfied, then you don't want anything. If you don't want anything, then there's nothing to do to get it. Mm -hmm. So you can relax, completely relax. The more often you get yourself into that state, the better you'll like it. All right. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have any questions about what we've been talking about?
2: Um how like how how many times you meditate in like in a day, for example?
1: Um let us say this way. First off, for the average person, the mind gets tired that we have what's called an attention span. Mm -hmm. So ever how long you're going to meditate, make sure that you do it within your intention span because if you try to practice too long, then you'll go into what we would call a deep state, half drowsy, half asleep, half thinking that we're getting someplace, but we're really not. Okay. And then we wake up to recognize, hey, I've been asleep for the past 10 minutes. All right. So... We want to make it short, but we also want to make it often because this is something that is not. um, Let me say it this way. If the student came to say, I meditate an hour every day, every day. I'm very good at 60 minutes. I got an alarm. It goes off and that's it. Okay. And the answer to that is, hmm, an hour a day. That means that for one hour a day, your mind is free from hindrances and 23 hours a day, it's still all messed up. Is that right? Okay. So basically where we're going with this is that we're going to be using some techniques throughout the day to wake up. But we do need that seclusion time. We do need to get away from it all so that we can sit there and actually generate this state of, composure, the state of equanimity, you can call it relaxation, contentment. This is what needs to be practiced. And we cannot do that while we're, at least until we get used to it, until we get the skills developed. You can't do that while you're driving a tractor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't do that while you're arguing with your friends.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. What we need to do then is with this state of satisfaction, we're beginning to make friends with the very parts of us that we don't like so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So instead of uh, hating a situation and then hating that we hate the situation, the better thing to do is say, okay, I hate the situation, but that's okay. At least I'm happy with the fact that I hate what's going on over there, but then it's really not my business. And so that begins means that we can actually change the way that mm-hmm. we're feeling because in the beginning uh, that I hate that situation and I hate that I hate it, that's two layers of hate, two layers of bad feelings. But mm-hmm. if I hate the situation and they say, yeah, but it's okay, I feel all right with it, now at least we're beginning to change the way we feel. Now we're not the mm-hmm. hating. Now we're only kind of halfway doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. So it's all right for you to be who you are. Another way of talking about it is that most people are very critical in the, of themselves. And mm-hmm. it's time to be nurturing, to let everything be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let, that uh, uh, you're okay. Nothing to worry about. Easy does it. These mm-hmm. are the kind of words, okay? You're okay you're you're mm-hmm. all right
2: mhm i i would also wonder like uh because you know most people don't meditate but then like cuz you, you it's like let's say you're okay with uh treating the situation like let's say there's a situation that you don't like but then you try to but then you and you are okay with it but then let's say you have friends that are like let's say my brother has uh depression for example and like he, he likes to he likes to basically go on and he likes to rant about how much he hates it. How can I not let that affect me? Or like, what kind of, how can I, what can I think to myself to like, not the, make, a uh, The
1: answer to that has to do with your own set of skills and your own mm-hmm. skill level. Okay. When your skills are very, very high, what that means is that your joy is very high. Mm-hmm. And for him, you're going to need a whole lot of joy. You're going to have to outweigh him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the expression uh, of what happens when an uh an irresistible force meets an unmovable object. No, I haven't heard this. Okay. Well, what happens to an irresistible force when it hits an unmovable object? Nothing. huh? sounds like a great collision
2: oh yes oh, okay all right all right
1: okay that's not what we're going to do with him but in case that you would think of it like that you actually have to have more joy than he has grump mm-hmm. do you have more joy than he has grump yes are you sure yes then go try it out okay Okay. Okay. Do you have that much joy? Can you can you laugh at his grumpy?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you say it sure, like this? Yeah. Oh, there you go again. You did all of that yesterday. I've heard all of this before. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So you can all begin right. to tease him, play with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grump, grump, grump. Is that all you do? Why don't we go play football? <laughs> okay, I like it. I but like in it. fact, I but in fact, that's possibly the best thing for him, is to get going, get moving. we uh, you're going to do what we're talking about through intentionally doing anapanasati? For him, you can trick him. You can call yeah. it activity or exercise, but the whole point is to get him breathing. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you say you've got enough joy. Let's go. hmm.
0: Nice.
2: Oh, from the smile on my face, the look nice. my eyes.
1: <laughs>
0: of
2: course, baby. I like it. I like it. Okay. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Lawrence. Well, this has been a good session. I really enjoyed having you. Hey, thank uh, you very
2: much too. I enjoyed this. Well, I learned a lot.
1: All right. Um, when are you going to call again?
2: Um, wait, what day is it today? So it's Tuesday, maybe like maybe Friday. It can okay. be any day, right? Yeah. Maybe Friday or maybe uh, Sunday. Every
1: day's a holiday.
0: Every, exactly. day's,
1: a, every day's a holy day. Mm-hmm. The whole day, all day long, every day has a whole day to it. Every day is holy. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Every day is to be enjoyed. Every day is a holiday. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So so go on holiday.
2: (laughs) Just chilling. Just chilling. Exactly.
1: Mm, Just chilling out. Right. And and do some do some major first class chilling when you got your grumpy friend, your brother in law, who?
2: (laughs) For sure. For sure. Nice. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I was just I just uh, quoted Borat. <laughs> Very
1: nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Lions, we'll see you on Friday or whenever.
0: All right. See you. All okay. Right.
1: Cheers. Bye bye.